0: Hi and welcome to Pivot Points, the podcast about change. I'm Andre Radmull and today I'm talking with Sam Dunlop who is an accountant and tax specialist and last year, 2021, she got the Entrepreneur of the Year Award in Kent. Welcome to the show, Sam.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So Sam, I, I just uh, would love to know a little bit about how your journey started and um, I know a bit about your background uh, when you were younger when you were at school and um, stuff that was going on there what tell me a bit about what was happening in in that part of your life and then perhaps we'll look at how you got from there to where you are now
1: yeah of course cool. so um I was at school I was at primary school was probably the best um learning years of my life I'd probably say but obviously when I reached secondary school that's kind of when. It went downhill. Um, I would say that I was quite smart and on an intellectual level um, compared to the peers in my lessons and classes. Um, But I felt that I was bullied because of the way I looked. Um, I had red hair. um, I would get called names quite a lot of the time. um, That being Carrot Top, Ginger... Um, I'd be bullied because I was smart. Um, I'd always be wanting to make the most out of my lessons, make sure that I was obviously getting to grips with the exams and things like this, putting my hand up, sitting at the front, you know, getting all the experience that I possibly could from my lessons. But during the time that I was being bullied, it really had a massive effect on my confidence. I would go from sitting at the front of the class to sitting at the back. And I didn't want to be involved in the lessons anymore. And I kind of just wanted to be sat in the back of a corner on my own and just getting on with the work and getting out of that classroom as quickly as I possibly could. Um, I hated break times. There was times where I would sit in the toilets and just have my break in the toilet just because no one could physically see me. No one could physically call me names that would obviously be really helpful to me. There was always that time where I just wanted to leave. I wanted to get home,
0: so that sounds really, really difficult, really painful um what What effects did that whole experience have on how you felt about yourself and and how you felt about your appearance and things like that?
1: obviously, um I was still quite young you know i was I left school at sixteen, so this kind of happened. Around the age of 14, I'd say it started. So between the years of 14 and 16, that's two years. That's quite a long time. Um, I was constantly wanting to dye my hair. I would go home to my parents and say, look, can I dye my hair? Can I have highlights done? Can I have, you know, can I change my appearance in some way? Um, Obviously, my parents were very like, you need to be proud of how you look. Um, You're beautiful. You need to take all this on board. But to be honest, I just wanted to hide away. I didn't want to be seen as that ginger girl in the classroom that was smart. I didn't want to be seen as that. I wanted to have friends. Obviously everyone wants to be popular in class as well. They don't want to be the one that's sitting in the back on their own. Um so I always used to just kind of shy away from everything, try and change my appearance the best I could, then obviously you'd experiment with makeup and things like that just to try and blend blend yourself out a little bit more. But to be honest, it just didn't it didn't work. I just had to uh, suck it up really and go through it which was horrible absolutely horrendous
0: mm. and do so you think that some of the bullying was also to do with you being kind of bright and and maybe standing out for that reason
1: yeah 100% i mean there was obviously in secondary school there's a lot of children that are at different levels you're at school to learn and to obviously pass your exams to move on to your career stage So there's always going to be different levels of education within the classroom. And I felt that I was um, always discriminated against by the other children in the classroom because I was smart, because I always knew the answers, because I'd always try and engage in the conversation with the teachers. So I'd always be putting my hands up and answering the questions or I'd be asking questions back and things like that. So I'd always find that I'd be picked on because of that as well. I'd be classed as like, suck up and things like that just because i would want to engage in that kind of conversation with the teacher Mm,
0: yeah yeah and and that that kind of response to being visible or or noticeable is um i mean it can happen to different people in different ways for all sorts of reasons but the the end result seems the same which is to feel very shamed and very excluded as well um were, were you able to connect with, the, I mean, were there other people that were able to get alongside you at that time or, did, or were you pretty much completely isolated?
1: I did have a few friends. Um, I'd probably say I had around literally a handful of friends. I did have many than that because I felt that it take a long time for someone to push past the rumours and the bullying that would occur to actually see the real me. And I find that people have to take the time to do that. And at school, there isn't that time.
0: Mm. Mm. So uh, you say you left school at 16? Yeah, that's correct. So what, what happens next in your sort of life journey?
1: So obviously, I had my 16-year-old exams. So that was my GCSEs. Yeah. Um, I actually passed all of them really well, got really good grades. But college and university just wasn't for me at all. After the whole experience at secondary school, I didn't want to go into college feeling underconfident. I didn't want to go in there feeling ashamed of myself or within myself and not comfortable with making friends and new connections. Mm. So after speaking with my parents, I did decide to drop out of school and I went straight into um, to work, basically, um, the only way I could leave school at that age back then was doing an apprenticeship. So I found an apprenticeship in a hairdresser's um, and I moved straight into that straight away. Uh, the first thing I'd done literally within the first week was dye my hair. Hmm. That was the first thing I did. And it just kind of spiraled really. I went, I had blonde hair, brown hair, black hair. I had extensions. I cut them all off. I, you know, i done loads of different things. Anything but having red hair.
0: Right. And and how did that affect you? How did that, those kind of changes affect you in 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 terms of confidence and your self esteem?
1: It did grow my confidence, to be honest. I felt like I had a different persona about me. I was automatically a different person. I felt like I looked better. I felt better. I thought my confidence grew. I would be able to talk to different people, even strangers in the salon I'd be able to talk to because I felt confident again. Mm. I ha- I didn't have that whole, oh, there's a there's a smart ginger from school. I didn't have that because I dyed my hair. I didn't look like that anymore.
0: Yeah, so you were in a completely different environment. You were working in hairdressers. Um, you didn't have this constant relentless thing about being the smart ginger girl. Um, and you also look different physically as well, with your hair changing colour. And uh, what what happened after that? Because I, you, I'm, I can see you on screen now, and you have, in fact, not got blonde hair. You, I would say, it's more no. towards the red end of the spectrum. Yeah. So, <laughs> something's obviously happened between that point in the hairdressers and where you are now.
1: I did eventually leave the hairdressers, um, so I obviously gained my qualifications. And yet again, thought this isn't for me. So I left. I started a career with an accountancy, bookkeeping, um, and went through that phase of how can I better myself career-wise. Whilst doing that, obviously, I've met different people. I've done a lot of research online, looked at different um, YouTube videos and things like this. And I always came across people saying the best way to... Boost your career is confidence. And the only way I could get confidence was being confident within myself and how I looked.
0: Mm.
1: So that's when I started to think, okay, we need to go back to basics.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's when I thought, okay, let's get the pictures out. Let's see what it looks like. Let's see how I can revert back. Um, And that's when the change really started. I thought, you know what? If I'm going to be confident in myself, I need to be happy with the way I actually am instead of trying to hide Mm -hmm. away and try and have this whole smokescreen. So that's what I did. I um, dyed my hair back and then obviously let it grow out. So it was then just my natural colour, which is kind of like, um, well, as you can see, it's quite red. Um, So as I grew older, it did tone down quite a bit. It did kind of go quite dark red. Um, But yeah, I I haven't dyed it since.
0: So that's a big... I mean that was a big decision and a big change given that you'd had all this kind of pressure and um, negativity really thrown at you when you were at school
1: Yeah. to
0: then kind of in a way go back to that same place again and uh, own it really and yeah. yeah, kind of make it your own. Um, what was that like for you as as your hair literally changed back to its original colour?
1: It was really scary actually. I think because I wasn't prepared for it and you kind of sit there and think, oh, it's going to take ages, but actually it doesn't. Your hair is actually, it grows quite quick. So the more it was growing, the more I could see my naturally red hair coming through and week by week I could see it changing. I'm sitting there thinking, okay, have I done the right thing? Have I done the right thing? Maybe I should go back to blonde. Maybe I should go back to brown. Maybe I should do this all over again. But I just sat there and kept thinking, no, because I need to grow the confidence within myself to be able to move forward in my career journey, in my life, in my personal life. I just needed to make that change to build my own self-esteem. I didn't want to be that person that was defeated by bullies. Does that make sense? So, you know, I didn't want to be the one that hid away.
0: See, I think that, that's really a great message and uh, uh, something to, to perhaps ponder and think about because I think in our culture at the moment, maybe a lot of the answers that are, are on offer for people to feel better about themselves or to feel more confident is to be different or adapt to some kind of image that actually is not who you are. Yeah, Uh, And not where you're coming from, but to kind of almost like in a very commercial way, just take something else off the shelf and put that on and become that. Whereas you're kind of talking about going back to, I suppose, without pun intended, back to your roots.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you kind of went in the opposite direction, which was to, I I think, in a way, reclaim something that other people had kind of taken from you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so it's pretty empowering. Um, so when, when you'd gone through that kind of transition, what, what kind of feedback were you getting from other people around you?
1: It was crazy because I just remember when I'd gone back to my natural hair, people were saying, you look amazing, you look beautiful, you, I love your hair. I actually got the craziest requests. I'd have people come up to me in the street asking, to cut a bit of my hair out so they could take it to a hairdresser's to get the same colour. And at that point, I was thinking, wow, she actually wants to have the same hair as me. And I've just spent God knows how many years dying it because I didn't feel comfortable with it. And these, this is just a stranger on the street coming up to me. So at that point, I was thinking, do you know what? i got to own this.
0: So you literally had... Like one person, more than one person come up to you on the street?
1: Yeah, I've had a few people come up to me on the street. I'd say about a handful of people come up to me on the street. What colour have you got on your hair? And Wow. You know, I just say, you know, it's my natural hair. This is this is just it.
0: That's very interesting, isn't it? I, yeah. I mean I wonder if there's a maybe a principle involved in this that when when we really are being ourselves, that it's actually very kind of magnetic to other people and is makes an impact on
1: yeah of course yeah I think as well when you feel confident you look confident yes you give off the vibe of confidence and people can see that people can see that you've got that glow about you
0: Mm. now do you think that this has fed back into your work in terms of confidence and uh how you operate as as a as an accountant and in your job?
1: Yeah, I feel I am very confident. I'm a very confident person. I am always striving to be more knowledgeable, to gain more experience in different avenues, to make sure that I have enough of a background to project into my career, to make sure that I've always got the knowledge there. Um, And I feel that the more knowledge I gain, the more confidence I get because... I know what I'm talking about. I know the answer to certain things. You know, if I was to get asked a question, I could give the answer straight away. i feel confident talking about it, discussing it. And I think, yeah, again, it's how you look. If you look confident, people trust you. People know what you're talking about. Um, and I think that's obviously, it's helped me with my learning journey with regards to obviously the courses and things that I've done.
0: mm. And I guess as you project that confidence into the world and you're uh, owning, uh, in this case, uh, your own image, I suppose, that presumably causes your confidence internally to to get stronger and stronger.
1: Yeah, of course. My confidence at the moment, I'd say, is is high. I wouldn't go back to dye my hair. I really wouldn't. I mean... I have a few little things done to my hair but I would never get rid of my natural hair now that's that's it I'm staying to being a redhead and being proud of being a redhead and you know we give off the whole feisty redhead feel so you know people say that quite a lot so you know I think now I've got older and now I'm a mature adult I think that people take that on board you know and it's more of oh are you feisty like your red hair says you are and things like that you kind of get that rather than oh that's a red-headed smart girl you know so it does change people do comment but they comment nicely they're nice about it
0: okay so if you were if you were talking to a 14 year old girl who was currently in school being bullied for whatever reason maybe the way she looked maybe because she was brighter. What, what would your advice be to that 14-year-old now?
1: To never change who you are, 100%. Never, ever. She's That child is going to feel so alone and so isolated, but you just got to stick with what you're doing, stick close to your friends, and never give up. Because those bullies will be 100% shown in the long run.
0: Mm, that's great. I suppose similar to this and in the same area is the whole issue of social media and how yeah. kids perhaps might be comparing with each other on, on social, social media. What, what's your thoughts on on social media?
1: to be honest social media wasn't a thing when i was at school obviously social media was there
0: yeah
1: but it it wasn't the same 15 years ago as it is now there is a lot of trolling there's a lot of bullying there's a lot of people giving other people nasty comments there's you know you post a picture on social media and you'd get someone comment oh you look horrible your hair's horrible you dress horribly there's always someone making that horrible comment. And as you know, social media is a massive impact on young people's lives at the moment. And they all jump on the bandwagon. So one comment will turn into 100 comments quite easily overnight. And then you've got that whole, the whole thing of where you're making that person feel more isolated. Mm-hmm. Because then the bullying has gone from one person to a whole community of people. You know, like social media is growing rapidly all the time. There's always new platforms of social media. Um, You know, like there wasn't TikTok or anything like that when I was at school. There's now TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and there's everything. And all these bullies use all of these platforms. And all of the children now at school are on all of these platforms.
0: Yeah. So what do you think uh, a young person can do these days to protect their own sense of confidence and self-esteem when there's all this going on?
1: You know, I don't think, I think it's more about just being kind to everyone. I don't think there's anything you can say that will protect that individual person. Mm. I think it's all about making sure that people are being kind to everyone Mm. rather than discriminating against one person because bullying is on the rise so dramatically. And, I feel that even with things like suicides and things like that, children are committing suicide because they're being bullied. And most of that is resulted um, down to social media. So if we can just make sure that everyone is being kind to each other and there is no bullying, there is no nasty comments, there's no discrimination, then obviously those rates of suicide would eventually come down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah it's something there about having compassion for oneself, but also being kind of kind to other people as well and creating a different culture perhaps than what we often see, which is very, very shaming um, and toxic. Okay. So looking at where you are now and where you, where you might be going next, what's your kind of hopes and ambitions for the future?
1: Well, I have, just opened up a recruitment agency alongside my accountancy company. Um, So obviously my next plan is to grow both my businesses, um, to look on to take more staff, to gain more customers and to obviously expand um, to a certain level there. Um, But I think it's just kind of making sure that I've got two younger girls as well. So making sure that they know that their mum works hard making sure that they're progressing in their school life as well. Um, you know, just making sure that I'm I'm at a comfortable stage, I think.
0: And what sort of things do you find helpful for you to uh, to do that, to stay strong within yourself? Do you, are there any things you do that help you to, to kind of stay on that track?
1: I think a lot of sleep helps. Mm. Um, I spend a lot of time with my family. Um, I enjoy feeling grounded um, and having that good work home life balance is always I think the way forward because then it relieves stress it relieves pressure and you don't feel like everything's coming on top of you too much and also having a good team around you as well that also helps massively.
0: Mm, Great great okay so if, if people wanted to know about where they could um, access your services and and what you do? How would they get in touch with you?
1: Um, So we're all on um, Instagram for PFS Limited. We also have a website, www.pfslimited.co.uk.
0: Great. Okay, thank you, Sam, so much for joining me today. It's been really interesting talking to you.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks.